Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets, songwriters, and artists, including Olivia Gatwood, Safia El Hilo, Dana Joya, and many more. We also feature periodic submitted poetry episodes. Visit viewlesswings.com to submit your original poetry. I'm your host, James Moorhead, Poet Laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas, Portraits of Red and Gray, and The Plague Doctor. Hit subscribe and follow me on Instagram or threads at Viewless Wings. On this week's episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, we are featuring poems submitted to Viewless Wings and read by the authors. We love providing a platform for poets to share their words on viewlesswings.com and their voices on the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast. Visit viewlesswings.com to learn more about how to submit your poem for a future episode or find Viewless Wings on submittable.com. And now we turn the mic over to our first featured poet. Hello, my name is Peter Carolini. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, actor, and writer based in New York City. My photography and poems, short stories, and essays have been published in over a half dozen publications, including Travel and Leisure, Bruxelles Art Vue, Rabble Review, and Mythos Magazine, while my directorial, no-budget film debut, Hello World, had its public premiere at the Greenpoint Gallery in October of 2021. I currently work as a SAG background actor in several New York City film and television productions while we're shopping upcoming screenplays, stage plays, chapbooks, and full novel. This poem was written for the prompt Shadows at Secret Pete's, an open mic held monthly at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn, New York. I've always had a great empathy for those the world deems filth and scum. This is my tribute to the discarded things of the world. My heart weeps for shady vermin, they who scurry in pre-war nooks not caulked, and under the eyes of social climbers dwindle. How I loathe parameters of holy and hellish. More is my kinship with wretched sad refuse, addicts, hustlers, whores, and lazy bones, especially naive and ugly children, whom one would never find past gates of galas, or worse, forgotten in the wake of storms, Simply because it is not cute enough. On my watch we will not hunt hyenas, forced from paradise for mangy misery. I've sat on too many wine mom sofas while toasting with six-figure journeymen, siring perfect bastards and bitches, listening to jerk-offs judge the jaundiced or liberal voters' kinder songs of shame. Give to me goblins and ghosts in graveyards, or the freakish come to cavort, where we shriek and cry and dwell in filth, and, holding claws clenched so crassly, destroy some foul notions in the air that damn the innocent fuck-up spawned by forebearers trained to crush them, as we spit on silk of purest white from our loving, spooky shadows. My name is Tanya Thompson. And I'm happy to be here reading my poem, Kiting, for Viewless Wings. I'm the co-author of Frame and Mount the Sky, published in 2017, which is a chapbook of ecrastic poetry, 
I'm also the author of Strum and Lull and The Profusion, both of which were published in 2019, as well as the author of a full-length collection of poems called Plunge, which was published by Uncollected Press in 2023. My inspiration for this poem was a piece of art by John Tarahif called The Kite. You can Google it. It's on the internet, and it's a very provocative piece of art. Here's my poem, Kiting. Sun slips down, disbanding its yellow over oak and maple, as the wild blue of twilight raises its head, shaggy with firefly gold and starlight sequins. Fox slinks along edge of woods, pausing and raising her head to sniff, no doubt to take measure of me, standing hushed and enjoying her sylvan undulations. Blackbird hops, his neck and head irised indigo, parallel to ground as he rifles for beetle and seed, having forgotten the stale shards of biscuits that comprise his winter meals. I must look like a woman living her second or third girlhood, plunking myself down in the evening grass, one shoe off, my shorts green, shirt rumpled, and tired kite beside me. Wind was my friend today, allowing frame and spine and tail to ride its tides, rise with waves, dip with undertow, sky and ocean whose expanse boggles mind. Time lost itself in the afternoon and the motions of arm and sail and the honeysuckle incense surging from forest fringe. Now the day recedes in tired limbs and a breeze peppered by bat's barbed caper and my own breaths drift from exuberant currents to gloaming's pitchy center. Thank you for listening. I'm Edward Sankey, a writer based in Toronto, and I specialize in prose poetry and the short, short literary form. My latest work, The Fallen, is a short Romantic Meditation The Fallen Today, I met a jumper for the first time. I'm not sure how far she had fallen, but as I looked at her, I thought about what dark tincture of pain or circumstance must have led to this final volley between life and death. Beneath a crystalline sky, I ran through shadows to find a blanket to cover her. I wrote the words, She is dead. Call the police. I placed the note on the body. I left the shattered scene and returned to my apartment. As I turned the key, the door opened slowly for me to see the jumper drift back silently into my living room and then spiral off thinly into a soft yellow dissipation. Three years have passed since melancholy descended, and yet I think of her whenever the rain beats lifeless patterns on my windowsill 
or fire cracks like wind to the trees of autumn. Or when I find the courage to remain sober and turn out the lights at night. I can still feel this cold human magic when her eyes float over me as if tipped from a star above the dust that leaves me tied to a broken man, a dismantled man. Perhaps she was released from life so quickly and with such force that she grasped a cruel truth about the sad circumventions that lie silently within the ghostly hearts of men. Now, my life plays out beneath the vision of a disconsolate spirit who gauges my every move, hears every word, and holds my darkest hopes. I never found out how far she'd fallen, but I know how far I have. I am the fallen man now. And I'm left to wonder what really changed in the blue darkness and how far we both had fallen. Hello, I am Diane Psalms, a native Philadelphian poet. I am the author of eight poetry collections, most recently, Blues, Prayers, and Pagan Chants, which is forthcoming in February of this year. I have been published in North American Review, Arlington Literary Journal, North Virginia Review, Philadelphia Inquirer, Pennsylvania Literary Journal, Chiron Review, Sequestrum, among others. I am a former high school English teacher, and I currently work full-time for the United States government. Also, I am the poetry editor at North of Oxford, an online literary journal. For my most recent YouTube interview, you can check out Philly Cam's Philly Loves Poetry, episode 76. A brief introduction to the writing of my poem. The style of my poem, Crow in Variations, evolved and was inspired by my readings and studies of English translations of modern Chinese poetry, along with the readings of Carl Jung's Shadow Work and Joseph Campbell's Archetypes. Crows belong to the genus Corvus and are somewhat mystical and ominous birds maybe even shaman-like, traveling between the world of the living and the world of the dead. Realistically, I believe a crow, like a poet, has a language all its own, and therefore I have allowed myself to create six crow images, each image possessing its own space, its own meaning, its own language. My poem, Crow in Variations. One, Voices. Crow tells me it doesn't know when God speaks, but the voices it hears are the flavors of the rainbow, 
and God's voice will be February red, the taste of cherry love. I press Crow, but Crow won't answer, then says it was wrong about God's voice being red and that it is zigzagged, bright silver light, like a bolt of lightning in March's sky to wake all the people still in hibernation. It is tasteless as water. Two, reflection. Crow flew into the room where Nietzsche died. Crow liked that he said, see the positive in the now and not to dwell in the past. Crow flew backward through this lifetime, through memory, shattering all its mirrors. Crow also flew back through countless other lifetimes. Crow landed and was clinging to the tightrope wire of this moment. With a tight grip balancing on the heavy windswept storm of the present, Shining in its dark eyes were two mirrors, or two black holes. Crow couldn't decide. Three, blues. Crow plays piano where it sweeps voices of blues as musical notes into piles the way one rakes dead leaves before jumping into them. Today, it stretches long notes across the keys as if setting a table for all the outcasts whom have passed through the trembling reach of its talon tips. Crow cries as it strikes their bluest of blue notes. It sings as if God cared, as if listening. Four, shapeshifter. Crow's clear, silverish shrill drums each ear, making one attentive, captive of circling wings, like words slicing through a futile existence, entering into the closed closet space of sound. Trickster, shape shifts before taking flight. Five, core. Crow delves into deepest regions, clam shell of the hard soul. Sharp beak of knowing cuts like a knife until it pries the soul open, until a spirit rises. Then the voiced blue sky integrates light and shadow into new found flight. Six calls. Sycamore as elder stands in bare-branched, dead space. Its inner heartwood shrinks daily into bark's corpse. 
fluttering wings of four crows like flying sets of human hands move as musical notes to different octaves of tone deaf branches. Calls descend, ascend as shaman chants. This is mysterious, an ancient ritual. Sycamore waits on the future to call. To close this episode, I will read a poem submitted by Toby Alfier, who requested I read this poem on her behalf. Toby is published nationally and internationally. Credits include War Literature and the Arts, the American Journal of Poetry, KGB Barlit Mag, Washington Square Review, Chola Needles, James Dickey Review, Gargoyle, Permafrost, Arkansas Review, Anti-Heroin, Chic, and others. She is co-editor of San Pedro River Review. Her name is Heather. She's one of those women who talks to strangers more often than friends, turns them into friends. She's one of those women with cooking magazines from 20 years gone, still cooks from them all. Her house is a jumbled menagerie, as are the couches and chairs in multiple rooms. Guests can wrap themselves in crocheted afghans or cashmere throws. Cobalt glass on her windowsills, cabinets full of antiques, an incandescent trail of light forms shadows on floors once polished, now scratched and paled, but the air smells rich. Ripe figs and coffee, a flame in the fireplace, Chanel number no. five on her wrists. Hair undone and curling lazily down her shoulders, she is the epitome of her surroundings. Wildflowers bending toward the morning light, a china blue sky after weeks of winter, beauteous shells tumbling in an outbound tide. The Vila Swings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Instagram, threads, and YouTube at Vila Swings. Hit subscribe to be notified of every episode of the Vila Swings Poetry Podcast and spread the word with your poetry community.